Willkommen. And bienvenue. I am Shelby. And I'm Finley. And this is Bravo to Broadway, your go-to podcast for all things Bravo. And all things Broadway. This is our second live and in-person podcast. I mean, it's not technically live. Well, like, we're live together. Together. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the same room. We're in the same room. We're right next to each other, sharing a mic. Oh, yes. It's fun. Well, this week, um, not much has happened because we are trying to squeeze our podcast that we normally record on Friday into... Um, a Tuesday episode. <laughs> so we, like, just recorded the other one, so there's not a whole lot that's happened yet. <laughs> but you know what? We still have a rant of the week, because why not? Oh, yeah. So, mine, to start out, do something a little different. Normally we start with you, but this week I'm feeling me. Me, me, me. All right, let's start it. <laughs> um, Go off. So, uh, David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler, take a frickin' seat, okay? You You have a runoff. You didn't even lose. You're going to runoffs. Purdue won his runoff. Like, it's still going to a runoff because it's within a margin, but he still won. And y'all are trying to tell your own party's Secretary of State to resign because you didn't win? Like, it make it make sense. Make it make sense. David Purdue, you are the biggest crook there is in Georgia. Kelly Loeffler, you're a real close second. And this, I just really hope, comes back to bite you in the butt whenever people wake up from the Trump haze. Like, whenever they realize they're in a cult and, like, wake up a la Jonestown, um, (laughs) (laughs) you're either going to all die or wake up. It's one or the other. Um, I hope they don't have political careers after this because the Georgia Secretary of State is Republican. I am not. He is doing everything by the book. So by the book that it's scary just because he knows what happened with Kemp and he knows that people are pissed and everyone's watching Georgia so closely. He has been announcing not only votes left to be counted in the state, but he's got a county by county list. Georgia has 159 counties. That is a long list of like different votes. We have more counties than Texas. (laughs) <laughs> we don't have more people, but we, uh, we might actually have more people. I wonder if we have more people. Something to look up. Hold on. <laughs> Google break. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, the fact that they're willing to criticize their own party's Secretary of State for not rigging the election and saying he should resign because he wasn't corrupt. I can't even begin to understand it. So, yeah, just make it make sense. Well, I mean, I'm still surprised that Leffler even gets to run after, you know, selling all her stocks in the in-person stuff and buying stocks in PPE manufacturing right after the January COVID meeting. Like, she knew it was coming down the pike. She didn't do anything to help her constituents. She was like, me, me, me. I'm out to look out for myself here. Yeah, she definitely, definitely did that. Um, And also... This is going to sound controversial, but I'm really sick of people who have $500 million being in Congress because you don't know what life is like for the people you represent. You are so far disconnected from reality, and this just proves it. There's no reason Kelly Loeffler should be saying he should resign. She freaking lost. She's a piece of crap. Okay? If she wins again, I'm moving. 
<laughs> Give me Warnock. Yeah, I am very proud of the fact that Georgia turned blue, but if these Senate seats don't turn blue, especially after this dog and pony show, it's I've lost the little bit of faith that I had in Georgia. I looked it up. So Texas has a population of 29 million as of 2019, and Georgia has a population of 10.2 million. So we have so half the population. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, a third. I can't do math. <laughs> we have a third of the population and, like, <laughs> about the same number of counties. Um, But, yeah, it's... I think that the Secretary of State, even though he is Republican, did a good job. Yeah, they were having, like, any... um. That's what I just Googled, too. Um, <laughs> any, um, like, contested uh, ballots that people didn't know... They had, like, um, at least in, I want to say Fulton County, they had, like, a panel of people, like, five people. It was one Democrat, one Republican, or no, I guess it was four people. One Democrat, one Republican, and two independents came and looked at it and was like, yeah, it goes this way or that way. Yeah. Like, it's not... Georgia knows they're being watched, much like Nevada. Everything is as by the book as possible. Like, they are very aware that they are under a microscope and they don't want to be labeled as being corrupt or as doing all this shady stuff. So yeah, there's no reason for the secretary of state to resign. And you know what? Quite frankly, I'd still be saying it if we had voted for Donald Trump because I'm very shocked we voted for Biden, but I'm happy and proud. <laughs> also, um, Texas apparently has 254 counties. Okay, so they have a hundred more, less than a hundred more than us, and three times as many people. <laughs> but yeah, it's ah, <sighs> I need the entire Purdue family to get out of politics, and the Lawflers go back to running. She's literally the CEOs of the company that her husband owns. So go back to doing that. I'm over you. Get out of my face. <laughs> get off my TV. Get off my lawn, you crazy kids. Well, I mean, they would be kids with their oldest dirt. <laughs> Get some kids in there. Really, though? Really, though? Let's bring that median age down a little bit. Well, I also don't like, I will be honest, I'm not a fan of the youngest person ever elected to Congress. That super far right guy. I can't remember his name. David something. He's our age. Yeah, he's 25. I mean, I'm not going to fight you on it. What, what, you, I haven't looked up this kid, so I can't say anything about him particularly. He's super far right. Yeah. I've seen, like, like articles, but, like, I don't know his background. I don't know where he went to school, if he went to school. Um, it's just scary. People our age, I, I firmly believe you should be 30 to 55. That is how old you should be to be in Congress. <laughs> and you should only have two terms. It should be a term limit situation. For House of Reps? Yes. They only get to serve for four years? Yes. Total? Yes. I don't know that I'm that. I'm like, I'm for term limits, but I'm giving them a little bit more. I don't know. Once they've been in there for 10, 20 years, it just becomes corrupt. Well, not 10, 20 years, but like give them like eight years. Eh. They don't deserve eight years. Because otherwise they just figure out what the heck they're doing and then they're booted out again. Yeah, but I think it'd be easier to figure out what the heck you're doing if everyone was only in there for four years. That's a point. Because they wouldn't have to learn how to play the game. They could rewrite the game every four years. That could be a point. Hmm. I'm more inclined for like eight years. <clears throat> and then like two terms for Senate. 
And then after that, you gotta run for president or get out of politics. <laughs> Madison Cawthorn, that is his name. The kid. What a name. I do appreciate that it's a man named Madison that won. Um, I'm here for it. I very much enjoy the gender bending of names. I'm here for it. Although it does also just scream. If you're a dude named Madison, I just know you are as yee-yee as they come. <sighs> you are not, no longer yee-haw. You are yee-yee. Not always. <laughs> so if, have you ever met a man named Madison? Because I have, and I can confirm this statement. I've not met a man named Madison. <laughs> For whatever reason, my mind goes directly to Gone with the Wind with Ashley. Yeah, and he was a piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking okay. a Google break now. <laughs> so, um, Cawthorn, our little friend, uh, was injured while returning from a spring break trip in Florida, and his friend fell asleep at the wheel, crashed into a concrete barrier, so he's partially paralyzed and now uses a wheelchair. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So does he support the ACA? No. <laughs> cool, cool, makes sense. Awesome. He accrued $3 million of medical debt. And his friend's insurance company offered him $3 million to cover his medical treatment, but he sued the company for $30 million. A judge ruled against him. <laughs> and after the accident, he became a staff assistant in Congressman Meadows' district office. He went to Patrick Henry College, and he started in 2016. So Homeboy has just graduated college to study political science and dropped out after earning mostly D grades. He said his grades were low because his injuries had interfered with his ability to learn. I am getting married to a disabled veteran. His GPA is higher than both mine and Shelby's. He graduated from UGA with, I believe, a 4.0. And he had a brain injury in war. So, no! You don't get D's in Patrick Henry because you were in a car accident that left you partially paralyzed. Nothing happened to your brain. You're just stupid. And this furthers my point that he's only repeating what his parents have told him and talking points and does not actually have an opinion because he did not study it enough to have one. Yeah, because if he got himself elected, I have to believe that he could do okay enough to graduate college. And yet he didn't. And yet he didn't. I wonder what... Seems interesting. Got our eyes on sad. you, Cawthorn. All right. Well, point is, congressional politics still very much a thing that we need to pay attention to. Absolutely. And uh, with that, <laughs> let's take it into below deck before we talk for twenty minutes about nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it works because my rant of the week was pimples, and we don't need to do that. So, <laughs> I mean, I am broken out as all get out. I am the most broken out I've ever been in my life. It's it's the masks. It really is. They're but like, so necessary. still wear them. Yeah, still <laughs> so necessary. But like they also, you know, they give you the acne and then they hide the acne. So And then they make the acne worse. Curse and the Because they're just trapping it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Alright. Um, I am still broken out by the time my wedding rolls around, catch me at every esthetician, every dermatologist <laughs> being like, make it go away. Oh man, yes. Okay, so this week we did Below Deck because Ooh. last week was the premiere, but we didn't want to, like, overwhelm y'all with Below Deck because we've done Below Deck Med the past two weeks. So 
This week, Shelby and I watched the second episode of the season of the new season with the new Chief Stew and everything. The only people that we have returning are the Bosun Eddie and Captain Lee, the stud of the sea. What were your <laughs> the stud of the sea? <laughs> that is literally how he's referred to in commercials. I did not make that up. Okay. All right. All right. They have a whole song. Oh gosh. <laughs> I mean, I like Captain Lee. He seems funny. Yeah, he is. Uh, good for him. Um, yeah, it was an interesting episode. Um, I have not watched a full season of Below Deck ever. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I've only heard about it through Finley. Um, I mean, it was a fun episode. There was lots of drama. Yeah. Um, I especially enjoy the passenger drama. I'm oh, sure yeah. we'll talk about that in a little <laughs> bit overall thoughts. Oh, it seems like it's going to be an interesting season. Yeah. I, um, what I will say is important to note about Eddie is the last time we saw Eddie, we haven't seen Eddie for a few years. Like he take a, he took a long break from the show because what had happened was everyone loved Eddie and thought he was like such a gentleman, great guy, blah, 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 could do no wrong. Eddie starts hooking up with this, I can't remember if she was a second or third stew. I think she was third stew because she was always in the laundry room, so they'd hook up in the laundry room. And he had a girlfriend. Ooh, yikes. But he told her that they were broken up or that they weren't together at the time, right? And the girl he was sleeping with, Rocky. And um, nobody liked Rocky because she was just a very, like, out there person. Like, very high energy. I could see how she could get annoying. But, like, she didn't do anything that wrong, you know? But whenever it came out that they'd been sleeping together because he was so mean to her, like, jumped on the bandwagon being so mean to her in front of everyone. And she's like, dude, we're hooking up. Like, why are you coming at me so hard? He was like, I don't know what you're talking about. We never hooked up. He got everyone all the way to the end of the season to think that she was just lying about hooking up with Eddie. Because Eddie would never sleep with someone like you. Eddie would never go for someone like you. What are you talking about? What a D-bag. And then he took a long break from the show. And now I guess he's coming back and, like, we're supposed to pretend we're not still mad about what he did to her. Um, and his girlfriend. So, yeah. That's awful. Oh, yeah. He, there's a reason he took an extended hiatus. <laughs> I'm surprised he came back, quite he's frankly. He's getting his life figured out. Yeah. Well, what did you think about, like, the first thing Rachel did after dinner was go complain to Captain Lee? Rachel's the chef. Oh, about the stewardesses? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a move. Um, definitely, like, covering her own, but, you know, if the guests say anything about it, then it wasn't me. I had nothing to do with it. Um, I don't know. I feel like the second and third, like... Um, yeah, I don't know my thoughts on that. Um, the second and third stew are basically warm bodies. They don't do yeah, anything. They really didn't do anything. I felt really bad for Francesca because she was trying to do the jobs of like three people. Um, While then, the guests were yelling at her. Yeah. And they're like, well, I'll do this tonight, but it's it's a new day tomorrow, you know? And like none of none of the other stewardesses wanted to help with that. But, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> What got me was the one girl taking, like, four hours to unpack the Oh, my gosh. Just throw some stuff on hangers and be done with it. Like, literally, you'd see everything that's underwear, put that in a drawer. Everything that's shorts, put it in a drawer. You don't have to touch every single piece of clothing. Yeah. You can, 
you know, there's a way to do it quickly. And for me, it was just like, why are y'all moving so slow when you see that she's at the end of her rope? Like, you you can tell when your boss is about to lose it. Oh, yeah. And that's the time to kick your butt into gear <laughs> so that she doesn't lose it on you. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone that's worked in customer service knows that pain. And that face. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. And, like, when the guests go into the galley... Things are wrong. Things are very, very wrong. The guests wrong. should never be in the galley. No, 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 no. And, like, the chef... I don't know. I feel like at that point, if the chef's not doing anything but, you know, complaining, then... Yeah. Help a girl out. Yeah. Well, what did you think of the international dinner? I mean... International. It, it, yeah. It was... It looked yummy. All the food on there always looks yummy. Um. Well, not always, but... <laughs> Usually, I mean, oh, cool, delicious. Um, I don't think it was anything. You didn't think it took too long between? Well, I don't think it, I think the main problem was just that Francesca was running around like a chicken with her head cut off. Yeah. Um, and the other stewardesses, I don't know why dinner service took that long. Yeah. I don't know why the one that was at the bar making, like, one drink per round was only at the bar. I don't get why she couldn't have been running food and presenting a drink after the food had been presented. Yeah. And I also don't really understand Eddie's problem with the deckhand helping her. He said, go help the girls. Francesca said, help here. Mm-hmm. He was helping there. Yeah. And then Eddie was like, get out of there. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be helping in the kitchen. And he's like, I'm just doing what I'm told. I'm just new here. Yeah. He's like, I'm literally just trying to do what I'm told. It's stressful. Yeah. But... As far as incompetent deckhands go, Shane is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> He's just really, really got a lot to learn. A lot. <laughs> I think this is the first boat he's ever been on, quite frankly. He said it's the first boat over 150 feet, which makes me think he's used to sailing. Or <laughs> that he's only worked on, like, really tiny private boats that are very different. Yeah. But everybody's got to start somewhere. Everybody's got to start. You know, starting on a TV show may not be your best bet, but everybody's got to start somewhere. Yeah. Um. He, whenever he grabbed the air hose instead of the water hose to clean the jet ski, I was like, oh, wow, you're really new. You can't even tell the difference between a water hose and an air hose. Wow. I'm I mean, sure they I look similar, either. but... Yeah, but it's not your job. <laughs> like, they have to take so many different courses. They're all, like, trained firefighters and stuff. Like, even yeah. the stews. Yeah. I don't believe Shane's a trained firefighter. He didn't know which one was the water hose. That's something you learn as a firefighter. Uh, yeah, in his classes. Yeah. I don't know. Not all up to us to judge, I guess. We'll see what happens the rest of the season. If he's a quick study, he won't bother me. Yeah, he doesn't look like he's going to be a quick study, though. <laughs> so far, he's not. <laughs> but yeah, uh, what really pissed me off was, like, right after, you know, we see Shane messing around, the stews are, like, the one that's trying to switch to deck is complaining about how she hasn't had any direction from Francesca. We have seen nothing but Francesca chasing her, going, I need you to do this. Please do this. Or, like, the other, the only other thing out of her mouth is, I just want to be outside. And it's like, then why did you sign up for the interior? Yeah. The, the name is literally the interior. <laughs> <laughs> and you thought you'd be outside all day? 
Yeah, I mean, personally, I would rather work on the interior because it looks like their jobs are, like, easier in terms of physical, like, labor. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's more, like, emotional labor. Yeah, but at the same time, like, I guess they don't get to see the outside as much. But, like, do you want to be outside all day every day with no AC? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Interesting. But, yeah, Francesca was just spread way too thin, and I felt really bad for her. Because, like, then we had to deal with Charlie, who's, like, a repeat guest who's had some issues in the past. But whenever he kept saying, like, to her that he was doing her job, Mm -hmm. it's like, no, you really aren't. You're just throwing more stuff at her for her to do. Yeah. You're just issuing demands left, right, and center, which, like, fair play to you. You're paying for it. But, no, you're not doing her job. Yeah. I really hate guys like Charlie. If I had to deal with somebody like that, I think I would lose my mind. I mean, you may or may not be spitting in their drinks. The world may never know. (laughs) Yeah. Eddie jumping in in the galley, though, was interesting. Because I was like, you're really going to be mad at Shane. And then you're going to jump in the galley. Right? That was funny. It didn't make any sense to me. Well, that galley looks really small and cramped. Like, yeah. compared to other galleys that I've seen on Below Deck Med. Yeah, this one is small. They've done this boat a couple times, and I don't really like the boat, to be honest. Yeah, it's really, really small. And then I felt bad. I did feel bad for the chef, because she says that she usually likes to get on the boat pretty early so that she can, like, rearrange everything and know where it is. Yeah. Um, and she didn't have the chance to do that because her purse got stolen. Yeah, that was crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, actually crazy. She said that she had lost all her credit cards, her phone, her keys, everything, her wallet, her purse. And she was like, and like, not that it really matters, but that was my Louie. Yeah. I lost my Louie. Are you kidding me? But that just goes to show, like, me and Shelby have been abroad a couple times. And one of the first things they said was, never leave your purse unattended. Don't even put it behind you in the seat that you're sitting in. Oh, yeah. And also just, like, don't carry a fancy purse. Yeah. To begin with. Um, but that's, you know, we all like to look cute. Yeah. <laughs> we all like to show off what we have. It's fine. If you aren't, like, breaking the bank to do it, go for it. We you all know? like the flex. Exactly. Yeah, I felt really, really bad for Francesca whenever she had to sit down with Captain Lee after Oh, that. my gosh. She was, like, just not, like, give the girl, like, five minutes to, like, get herself together before sitting down with her. Yeah. Like, she just needed a second to cry about it. (laughs) You know? Like, sometimes you just gotta let it out. And it's like, sometimes people are literally just that mean to you. Mm -hmm. That you just need to cry for a second. I've cried at work as a server. I've, multiple times. (laughs) I've cried at work as a retail person. Like, if you've never worked in a public-facing job, you don't realize how mean people, I genuinely think, get off. On being mean to customer service people. Yeah, how mean-spirited it is. It's like, they treat you as if they have the right to spit on you. Oh, yeah, no, I had a, when I was working um, at a retail store, I had a customer who I kept the store open late for her to finish. And then, like, right after we closed, she called the store because she was trying to get my manager. And she was like, I wanted, I just wanted to tell your manager how rude you were to me. And I was like, oh, okay. So we ended the conversation, and then I found out she called back the next morning. She was that I don't know what I did to this woman. I literally 
kept the store open like 20 minutes late for her. She called back the next morning so she could complain about me. I was like, okay, kick everybody out uh, right at closing time. Noted. Yeah. People are suck. Yeah, people are just, they're so mean. And like, yeah, we have a new word where it called like Karen or whatever, but I think there's a difference between being a Karen. I think calling people Karens lets them get off, get away with some of this stuff because you could be like, well, I'm not a Karen. And it's like, I'm sure you've still made a retail person cry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, oh, those are those people. And then, like, I have a really good friend named Karen, and she gets really bothered when she hears that. So I try to be more aware of, like, when I use it. <laughs> <laughs> but the the times say that that is what we call people. So that is what I call people. <laughs> but, yeah, they're just, they're mean. I've had customers that will, like, literally... One time, this customer, we both worked at the same retail store, so I'm sure Shelby knows who I'm talking about. This customer came in, and she'd been a regular for years, right? Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shelby already knows who this is. <laughs> and she would point at things uh-huh. she wanted you to grab. Uh-huh. <laughs> she would spend, like, $1,000 in a store that most people spend, like, 100 in, but she would point at all the things she wanted you to, and she would stand at the counter and point and talk to your boss while making you run around. Oh, that's cute. Go grab that for me in like whatever size. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted in three different colors and not that color, but that color. And then she would, um, one time her sister came in with her and it was the most like, thank you moment I've ever had working retail because her sister goes, what are you doing? You have two hands. Go get it yourself. Oh, yeah. And I was like, get her, get her, get her, get her, get her, get her. Because, like, I'm being paid, what, $9 an hour? You don't get, like, I am not your personal servant. If I was doing that, you'd be paying me closer to 100000 <laughs> I would be working in your home. Pretty much. But, like, I do not get paid enough. So, yeah, I understood why Francesca was crying. I've been there, girl. (laughs) I didn't appreciate Captain Lee, like, making fun of her for crying because it wasn't like she did it in front of the guests or anything. They they had all gone to bed. Yeah, and he could have waited, like, five, ten minutes to go talk to her so she could, like, get herself together. Yeah. Like, hey, I need to talk to you, but, you know, handle yourself first. Yeah. Because I would, you know, no one wants to cry in front of their boss. No, and they have, like... It was her. I appreciate the fact that she did not at all throw her second and third under the bus. But it was their fault. Yeah, it was. She didn't throw them under the bus. She said she just had a bad day. What did you think of the absolutely ridiculous breakfast the next morning? Oh my gosh. They don't get to complain when they order like super fancy freaking omelets. Like, are you kidding me? Every single omelet had no less than 10 ingredients, and they were all different. Mm-hmm. Some were vegan, some were keto, some were gluten-free. Like, And then, like, the toast, the avocado toast. She's like, I didn't want guacamole on my toast. I wanted, like, avocado slices. Can you take it back? Can you take it back? Just, girl. Girl. It was, like, mashed avocado. It wasn't even, like, full-on guacamole. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, if you order avocado toast... People are going to serve you mashed avocado on toast. (laughs) That is what the dish is called. (laughs) But yeah, these guests were just so extra. What about like the, um, 
Oh, yeah. My favorite part was the jet ski rides to the beach. That was hysterical. I'm glad that girl had fun. Because, like, if it's my birthday, yeah, give me a hot guy to take me on a jet ski back and forth rather than riding the boat with the rest of you plebes. (laughs) You know? It was cute. And also because it's harmless. Like, Mm -hmm. literally, those deckhands are not interested in you. No. They don't care. They're not going to screw you. They're just trying to get a good tip and let you have a fun day. Yeah. And quite frankly, as somebody that is, like, terrified of the ocean, unless I'm scuba diving, it's a weird, weird quirk, but it's fine. <laughs> um, like, I have been on a jet ski before and freaked out because you have to go really fast to have control over the jet ski. Yeah. And just as an anxious person, those <laughs> two don't mesh for me. <laughs> so, like... I, if I was going to be on a jet ski, would want to be driven by a deck crew member because then you could have fun and you can trust that you're not going to die. I don't have to worry about, yeah, managing it. Yeah, or like flying off the back and having the water shoot up your butt and like having to have your intestines (laughs) rearranged. Have you seen the amount of horror stories? I've seen that before. (laughs) I'm terrified of jet skis. (laughs) But I do think it would be fun to like have your own private ride to the beach. That'd be cute. But yeah. And then, and then Izzy, the one that's like, I'd rather be on deck when she's not doing anything inside is like, oh yeah, let me handle that anchor for you, bro. Yeah, that was pretty funny. You know what? Izzy should be on deck because she might be more useful. <laughs> I don't know about that. She's but got more experience than Shane anyways. According to her. <sighs> but yeah, speaking of Shane, when he jumped into that water. With no mind, when he just stripped down, put on a bathing suit, and got in the water. Oh, that was hysterical! Oh my gosh! And like, Captain Lee's bro. just staring at him over the balcony, and he's just taking in the sun with his arms <laughs> up. It was amazing. He's gonna. I I don't foresee Shane lasting the whole season. If he does, I'll be very impressed. Well, he said, you know, now I know I won't do it again, and that's really all you can ask for. Yeah. Um, but what possessed you to do it in the first place? I just thought he had a spare minute. Yeah, but he'd watched the show before. I don't think he has. He said he had. Did he? Yeah. Oh. On the Watch What Happens, he said he'd watched it. He'd watched a couple seasons before, and it's like several people have tried that with Captain Lee and almost lost their jobs. Captain Lee is very like he'll let you do it if you ask him, but if you don't yeah. ask him and just take it upon yourself to jump in the water. He will lose his mind. Well, because, yeah, it's not necessarily professional. No, and especially because oftentimes the boat is stopped in view of the guests. Mm -hmm. And in that situation, they did show when the jet ski was coming to pick them up that the boat was in view of the guests. Yeah. Specifically the back of the boat. Mm -hmm. The, um, uh, oh, what's it called? The budgie smuggling? No, the back of the boat. Is it the, it's not the bow. No, it's the opposite of the bow. <laughs> oh. Port side, starboard. Yeah, I know all those. I'm, th- I'm thinking aft deck, and it's not aft deck. It's not the sky lounge. What's the butt of the boat? <laughs> what is the butt of the boat? <laughs> this episode brought to you by Google. <laughs> <laughs> really, though, with the amount of Googling we've been doing. Yeah. Um, we'll figure it out. We'll just both Google it and get really quiet real quick. <laughs> aft. aft. Yeah. Wait, I was right? Because I said all I could think is aft deck? Yeah. Okay, so I was right. It was the aft deck. Aft yeah, deck. 
not Affleck. I know, but Depp. that's what I heard. That's what I, my brain leaped to that. Yeah, okay, let's talk about the Speedo, though. <laughs> the Speedo and the guests that fought over James in the Speedo. Oh my gosh, that was hysterical. Like, girl, you're not going to sleep with him anyways. Why are you fighting? It was bizarre. Also, like, what kind of friend is that mad at someone else's birthday? I think that friend has a lot of extra stuff that she needs to talk about. Because I feel, you know, like, that kind of reaction over some random guy in a Speedo for her birthday. She had something she was already mad about. And I couldn't understand if she was mad. I didn't think she was mad at the girl that was getting the attention. I mm-hmm. think she was mad at the two friends that called the other girl out because she didn't want them to call her out. Yeah. She just wanted to be like, it's fucked up or it's messed up. <laughs> And, you know, just say her piece. This is explicit. Screw it. <laughs> um, she just wanted to be like, hey, that's effed up. Why would you do that? And then they were like, by the way, she thinks it's really not girl code that you're, like, into him when she's also, like, into him, even though neither of you are going to get him. And even though it's your birthday, you should really be more respectful of her feelings. Yeah. And the girl that was, like, getting the attention was like, what? <laughs> I don't even think she was into James like that because Charlie was the one that kept setting it up and being yeah. like, hey, James, you need to do this for yeah, her. Yeah, it was the primary was the one who's doing all of it. Yeah, because James is the hottest one. I'm sorry, but none of them are that attractive this season. <laughs> and, okay, as somebody that lived in Lancaster for a time, who, who is fighting over a dude from Blackpool? <laughs> That, I took the biggest issue with that. I was like, he's got the worst accent of all the British, well, second worst of all the British accents. And he's like sauntering into the room. There's no other word for the way he walks. He (laughs) saunters. It's like, you just know he's a tool by looking at him. Why are y'all fighting over him? I'm with Izzy. Why are grown women fighting over a man who shaves his chest? (laughs) Just why? Why? But Shelby and I, for the record, are definitely, in that situation, the guests that just snuck into the galley and started eating the birthday cake. Yeah, that would would have been us. We'd be like, hmm, fighting. No, thank you. We're going to go get cake. (laughs) We're going to go eat your birthday cake. (laughs) I thought that was the funniest part. Like, they were fighting so much they didn't even get the birthday cake. That sucks, man. And she blew out the candles. Yeah. They just didn't eat it. Yeah. (laughs) Because they were mad about a man in a Speedo. (laughs) In, like, a sparkly Speedo. It It was definitely a disco ball, but yes. But was not the word I was going to finish that sentence with. (laughs) (laughs) The front was a bit bigger than the back. um, (laughs) But I was focused on just how close we were to seeing crack on national television. One day it'll happen. I'm sure it already (laughs) has, but... Yeah, I would not have done that if I were him. That thing did not look secure. No. And also... Put some fabric tape up in there. Well, not even that, but, like, Charlie's the one that gave him the selection of Speedos to try on. How do you know they were clean? (laughs) Like, they were definitely Charlie's Speedos that, like, he wears, based on the way that one looks, in a sexual context. (laughs) And you're just going to trust 
and put that crap on? No. I would not wear a guest lingerie, and I feel like that's what he was wearing. That's, I mean, yeah, that is kind of what he was doing. It was just nasty. I was just thinking of the hygiene of it all. Like, do they wash it before returning it? I don't understand. I did think about that. I was like, they've got to wash it before they give it back. That's just... Why Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Unclear. Unclear <laughs> on what happened with the laundry situation there. <laughs> <laughs> we have questions. <laughs> we need answers. Andy, can you get back to us? Um, but yeah. Moral of the story. I'll be shocked if Shane keeps his job. James creeps me out a little bit. And I really hope Francesca can wrangle her stews into working. I like Francesca. We'll see we'll see what happens. We'll see if we do it again. Yeah. And I'll watch whatever episode we do when we do it again. <laughs> we'll see where we're at. Yeah, we'll see. The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is starting this week, so Oh, those previews looked interesting. Nope, the way she said that. Um, <laughs> that means Shelby does not think they, in fact, look interesting. No. Uh, no, that looks like a trash can fire. Yes. Is, that is it looks that like the like. show that 2020 bred. This Pretty is, much. <laughs> who asked for Salt Lake City? I need to know. Bravo, Andy. Who <laughs> requested Salt Lake City? Because it wasn't any of us. <laughs> But yeah. Yikes. So Shelby, what did you do this weekend? What did I do this weekend? This weekend, one of my oldest and best friends got married. Um, it was a gorgeous ceremony. Um, and in honor of that, the musical for this week is Mamma Mia, because Mamma Mia is her favorite musical. Um, has been, and so we all watched it the night before her wedding. It was, you know, it was a cute girls moment. All the bridesmaids, there were like seven of us. Um, it was cute. <laughs> well, I picked this movie for sentimental reasons. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh my gosh, it's the best musical ever made. Um, it's a personal guilty pleasure favorite, you know, it just makes me happy when I watch it. So, yeah, we're doing Mamma Mia in honor of Mr. and Mrs. Stapleton. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to give a plot synopsis? So Mamma Mia is... Oh, where to even start? Mamma Mia it follows... Um, mm, that's a question. The girl whose name I can't remember, played by Amanda Seyfried. Um, and she want, she's getting married, and she wants to know who her father is. So she sends out invitations to three guys that she found out her mom slept with in the same... Like, time span of, like, a week of each other. Um, she's like, one of these guys is my dad from perusing her mother's diary. So she sends them out. And then she's also doing wedding invitations. And But somehow, all three of the men come. And um, they're all, like, famous actors. It's like Pierce Brosnan and Colin Firth. And I don't remember the other guy's names. But he's also famous. Um, Stellan Skazgard? That's not right. I'll look it up in a second. Anywho, so they come, um, and she's, like, trying to hide them from her mom, who's played by the one and only Meryl Streep. Um, and her, Meryl Streep's friends come, and they're also famous, and they're, I can't remember their names either. Um, like, the actors. I don't... Meryl Streep's character is Donna. <laughs> and her There's friends, a Tanya. Her friends are Rosie and Tanya. 
Um, and they are everything I would like to be when I'm older. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yes. Okay, that's new information. <laughs> I enjoy their friendship dynamics. Um, so what I'm hearing is Shelby and I will not be friends when we're older. <laughs> I'm not saying it will be our friendship dynamic, but, you know, I've got other friends who are also into that friendship dynamic. Um, it'll be fun. We're just going to sing Chiquitita at each other. Mm. Um, that's, that's, that's nice. So Amanda's character has this, like, feeling. She's like, I'm going to know who my father is when I see him. Which we can all acknowledge is not a thing. <laughs> um, and everybody tries to tell her this, but she doesn't listen. She's convinced of it. She's like, I want my dad to walk me down the aisle. And, like, we all have things we get stuck on. Um, so then she finally sees all three of them and, you know, comes to the horrifying conclusion that she was, in fact, wrong. Um, and that she does not know who her father is. So now she's got to figure out which one it is. Um, in the end of the story, which was actually really bothering the biology major who was in the bridal party, who had never seen the movie before, it was her first viewing, on um, the night before the wedding, she was like, it's a simple blood test to find out which one it is. <laughs> but at the end of the movie, they're all like, we'll all be your dads. So she ends up with three dads <laughs> at the end of the movie. And then the one, Sam, marries Donna, Pierce Brosnan. Um... I feel like it wouldn't even necessarily be a blood test. A cheek swab will show you. <laughs> that too, yeah. So <laughs> one of the one of the bridesmaids is a little bit caught up on this. She's like, you just, it's super easy to find out. <laughs> um, but it's cute. It's pretty much, it's not like sung through, but there's a lot of songs packed into it. It's all ABBA music. Um, Why we needed to resurrect ABBA, I'm unclear. Well, so the musical, I want to say the musical was written um, and, like, produced originally on stage in the 70s. Is that? That's too early, isn't that? It's an older musical. And then they made it into a movie, like, 11, 12 years ago. And then they did a sequel 10 years ago. Not 10 years ago. This year. It was 10 years separated from last year. What are words? I don't know. Um... Yeah, uh, so confession time. I tried watching, I sat down to watch this musical three separate times. Okay. Three separate times. I could not just pause the movie. I had to turn the TV off after less than 10 minutes. So I made it 26 minutes and 47 seconds into this musical. And then I was like, you know what, it's a sentimental musical. Don't watch all of it because I don't want to hear you like crap on all of it all the way through. It was the worst thing I've ever suffered through. And I thought that was Town. No, no. I thought that was Little Shop of Horrors. This was worse. Even Hamilton? Yes. Hamilton I could fall asleep to. It was a gentle lullaby of bullcrap. This uh, was an affront of bullshit. What bothered you about it? Pray tell. Everything. Like... Um, the fact that the actors were completely drunk the entire time they were filming, and you can tell. The fact that uh, I know of maybe, like, no, I don't know of any threesome friendships that are actually that strong and work without having any allegiances. I also didn't like the fact that the assumption was that there would be like a main star among the friend group and two background singers. 
um, that you don't get to know anything about their personalities because they're so consumed with the one main star's life. Here's looking at you, Tanya and Rosie. You deserved better. Um, they did deserve better. I love Tanya and Rosie. I love <laughs> Tanya and Rosie. I am Rosie. Oh, that's something. Um, Don't tell me you didn't see it, though. I didn't watch the whole thing, but from the first 30 minutes, that's a statement. <laughs> and then, of course, like, the three dads and just uh, the ridiculous notion that she was going to know upon seeing him as somebody whose biological father has not really been in their life. It pissed me off. It wasn't even something I could get past to enjoy the musical. It straight up pissed me off. And I understood, because I had seen the Wikipedia, that it wasn't going to work out that way. But what pissed me off about it is that... So, like, a couple seasons ago, Erica Jane on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills was opening up about the fact that, like, she was writing a book, and it was a biography, or autobiography, whatever, and she didn't want to include any parts about her dad because he had never been a part of her life. He left when she was a baby, similar to my situation, and that she never really had a relationship with him, and I never really had a relationship with my dad. And she said, and all the ladies kind of, like, came at her and were like, wow, you have no emotion. You're just a cold bitch. Um, but she was like, when I met him, it was like meeting a, it was like looking in the mirror and seeing a stranger, I think is what she said, because he looked exactly like her, but it was a complete stranger. And that was exactly how I felt when I saw my dad for the first time as an adult. It was just like, who is this person that looks exactly like me, but I've never really had any contact with, don't know that I ever will have any contact with, etc. And it's a very, very heavy, traumatizing moment. If you've never gone through it, you can't even begin to understand the pain and like frustration and anguish that goes into that moment. And it really pissed me off that they made it a lighthearted comedy of a musical with that being the premise because there is nothing lighthearted or comedic about that moment uh, if you've been through it for everyone else that has like a stable family family relationship congrats you're an asshole for laughing at this musical period that's how I feel about it like it genuinely pissed me off to a very deep level um, that anyone would even dare to write this in the way that they did. And then the fact that I had watched like this interview with the director prior to seeing the musical, cause I already knew I wasn't going to like it going in because of that. But then he said they wanted the vibe of the movie to be really loose and free. So every morning they would get the actors drunk before they went to film and would like give them shots of the local like Greek alcohol. And that upset me even further because it just felt even more disrespectful to people who genuinely don't have relationships with their dad and don't have somebody to walk them down the aisle and are hurt by that and want a father to walk them down the aisle because this is not how that goes. Not First of all, three guys your mom had a one night stand with 50 years ago aren't going to show up. I understand she's not 50, but... <laughs> You know, like, they aren't going to show up. They aren't going to respond. That's going to be extremely hurtful in the beginning. The fact that they're encouraging girls to do that is just setting them up to get hurt 
especially if you've already got daddy issues. First of all, the statement daddy issues is a whole other thing that I will get into later. But like the fact that so many men are crap fathers that we have a phrase for it that we use to demean the women that suffer from it. Okay. But anyway, then the notion they would all show up and all be willing to take her on as a daughter. It literally makes me sick. And you can tell that it's written from such a place of privilege and it felt like a mockery. And it, it was really, really upsetting. It wasn't even that I hated the music or anything like that. Like, just on a deep level, everything this music stands for pisses me off to my core. I hate the fact that it exists. I don't really want to say anything. Like, you just <laughs> really brought the mood down for a very valid reason. <laughs> but yeah. You just, you had, you know, uh, what was it? Just something you needed to get off your chest and you got it <laughs> off. And I'm, I'm glad you talked about it because that is a very um, valid thing to talk about with this musical, which is also why I didn't want to make you watch it all the way through yeah. because I knew it was bothering you. I was like, I don't, you know, um, don't want to do that. <laughs> and like, it's sad because I love Meryl Streep. I love Amanda Seyfried. I love the actress who plays Leonard's mom on Big Bang Theory and also... um. Uh, what's her name's mom on Kristen's uh, crap? What's her name? The one that's married to Dak Shepard. Um, she plays her mom in Bad Moms Christmas. I love that actress who plays Tanya. I can't remember her name. Is it Chris Christine Berensky or Julie Walters? I think it's Christine Berensky. I looked up the Wikipedia page because I was trying to find the um when the original stage play was produced and it was not the 70s. I was very wrong. That's when the song Mamma Mia came out. <laughs> um, the stage play was produced in uh, the 90s. Yes, I love Christine Bransky. I think she's hysterical. She but, like, I love the hysterical. actresses and I love Colin Firth because of Pride and Prejudice, but like, it just really upset me that they all did this tone-deaf musical because I don't generally think of those particular actors as being that tone-deaf. Yeah. I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> I really, really don't. I don't want to, like, make light of what you talked about because it doesn't need to be something that is made light of, you know? So let's let's <laughs> take a minute to reflect upon it and to process it and, you know, like, maybe, you know, reflect upon your own father feelings. Um, go and, to therapy. You um. know, if you have a stable, you know, family relationship to take acknowledge take a minute to acknowledge your privilege in that you know if you have a decent relationship with both of your parents taking a minute to acknowledge your privilege of that and then we will leave that there yeah for the <laughs> record wedding planning is really um difficult when you don't have a dad because a lot of people are going to ask you why aren't you having a father daughter dance why isn't your dad walking you down the aisle why isn't this happening why isn't this happening and you're going to be like because i don't want it to yeah End of story. I feel like by the end of it, your answer should just be like, F off. Yeah. Um, it's my wedding. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. I am getting there. Uh, but yeah, my mom will be walking me down the aisle. She's wonderful. Which is going to be super cute. I will not be having a father-daughter dance or a mother-son dance because they are creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you have a good relationship, those dances are always just a little creepy. Just the notion of a father-daughter dance, like, even when you're a little girl, is kind of creepy. Because, like, how many of those dads are pedophiles that oh, are God. there? 
You know what I mean? Like, you don't know who's eyeing your kid in any kind of way. It's gross. I wouldn't want to send my child to a room full of adult men. Ugh. Well, it's not like you're just, like, parading about with all the other little girls and everyone's, like, Yes, they are. You're with your dad. I still think predators enjoy those events. I went with my dad when I was a little girl for the longest time. Those were the only pictures I had of my dad. So I guess I just have a different feeling about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, like, there was one time I almost went with my stepdad, and I was just like, something is wrong about this. I don't like this. I think my sister went once, and it was just like, it's just creepy. I don't know. I went two years in a row. I never thought of it as creepy. (laughs) I went like I was, like, early elementary school. Well, at that point, you don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was older whenever, because my sister is a lot younger than me. So yeah. I was older whenever she was going. And I was just like, mm, <laughs> something seems off here. All right. Well, do you have a favorite ABBA song? No. No? What are your thoughts on ABBA? The music was something. <laughs> It's yeah, it's the I mean the musical even if you get past the deeply flawed um as Finley said earlier premise um it's very very hokey, very cheesy, very corny musical. Yeah. <laughs> um it was not it's not great. If you can hear that, I genuinely apologize for Molly giving <laughs> yeah. herself a bath in the background just full on licking her ass. Molly. <laughs> you're loud. <laughs> One day we're going to set up a Molly cam for while we record just because her facial expressions are hysterical when she gets called out. She looks so offended. (laughs) She is so offended. She's like, how dare you deign to stop my bath? (laughs) How dare you? How rude. She's naked. She has to get naked when we record because she's so loud with her calling. We got a flashlight for her collar, and I genuinely, it's my favorite thing. It's hysterical <laughs> watching, because she also has, a, like, a little bow, like, a little pink bow on her collar. This is, like, a big hound dog. <laughs> <laughs> and she has a little pink bow on her collar, and they turn her flashlight on when they take her for a walk at night. And it is just so, it just totally infantilizes her. <laughs> she's just, like, a little baby. With the, but she's, like, a, what, a 70-pound dog? <laughs> like, she's huge. I feel attacked. <laughs> and she has this cute little pink bow and this little flashlight so they can see her when she goes out to do her business at night. I feel attacked. <laughs> She's cute. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's wrong. She's freaking adorable. But <laughs> It's definitely like, you know, those people that put their pit bulls in like baby sweaters and yes. like onesies. It looks like that. <laughs> She's she is big, but she's cute. She's a little baby. She's my little baby. She's literally turning gray, and I put her in a bow. <laughs> yeah, like, her muzzle is going gray. She's still young. She's not an old dog, but, like, her muzzle she's, like, is going four. gray. She's four? Yeah. No, she's... Holy... Yeah, because um, whenever our friend from England Dang was it. here... Yeah. Yeah. The one that I went to Virginia with... Oh, well, I went to Virginia with both. Dang it. The female one. <laughs> We're trying not to out our friends. But whenever, um, yeah. yeah, the one that came over all the time was here. We um, went to Texas with her. So yep. she was here in 2016. Molly is four and a half. It's not been that long. <laughs> I refuse to believe that it's been four full years. Almost five. 
old. I'm not old, but I feel old. That actually, that happened at the wedding. The bartender, like, she wouldn't, so you had to show your ID, and she wouldn't give a drink to one of the bridesmaids. We didn't have any of our stuff with us, obviously. Yeah. So we were going to walk back over to the bridal suite to get our IDs so we could get an alcoholic adult beverage. Um, but we walked over and the bartender like clocked me and she's like, you're 30. I heard someone say it earlier. And I was like, excuse you? (laughs) You're like, I am 25. (laughs) I'm not even 25 yet though. (laughs) But I said, all I could think of was I'm not 30, I'm 25, but I'm not even 25 yet. (laughs) Shelby's birthday is in like a month. Um, I'm almost 25, but like, that's all I could think to say. I was like, you're off by like five years at least. But then, like, she wouldn't stop saying it. I was like, I will go get my ID and prove to you I am not 30. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's, like, a a good thing when you're 21 to look older, but then it definitely comes to bite you in the butt. I didn't even think I looked that old. <laughs> it was the dress. Uh, I don't think so. I don't know what it was. We were all in the same dress. Why did Babyface get not mistaken for 21? She's the same. Actually, I think the one who couldn't get a drink is older than I am. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> bartenders, what really bothers me about certain bartenders is some will, like, be so sure that they can tell who's what age, and they're, like, the cockiest about it, and they're usually the most wrong. <laughs> you know? Like, like they just... think everyone's older than they are or younger than they are, and it's like, you can't tell. <laughs> you cannot tell someone's age by looking at them. I'm sorry, you can't. Just well, check I don't the know ID. If she just didn't realize that she was a bridesmaid because, you know, she was just up there on her own, so she had to, like, go get reinforcements to be like, oh, well, seven people in the same dress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like y'all are the only ones in evening gowns. It's obvious. Yeah, we were. <laughs> It's obvious who's a bridesmaid. I was not at this wedding, for the record. I was the chauffeur to and from. I was not at the wedding. Mainly because I wasn't invited. (laughs) It's fine. We were all in the same friend group, but it's fine. The fact that your mom was invited and I wasn't, mm, it's fine. Have you talked to them in the past five years? Has your mother? Yeah. I doubt that. They were at the house last year. Details. <laughs> Do I have to invite your mom to my wedding? She's okay with not being invited. Because <laughs> <laughs> after you said that, I was like, oh, crap. Do I have to invite my friend's parents? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I am not a true Southerner. I was trying to keep this wedding small. Yeah, but sure. I feel like since you're the efficient, I should invite her. <laughs> so she can see you officiate. <laughs> She's but, cool. She's she knows you're trying to keep it really small and really yeah. tight. She's like, yeah. no, don't worry about it. <laughs> well, because she wouldn't come to the reception anyway. But no, not with COVID. She yeah. didn't stay for the other one. She like sat in the back and then like left immediately after the ceremony. Yeah, yeah. We were trying to keep it very small, and the problem with keeping it very small is that two months after you send out your saved dates, you realize everyone you forgot, <laughs> and they know that they were forgotten. <laughs> I don't feel like there's ever, like, whatever kind of wedding. Because this was even when I helped my mom plan her wedding. It was, we, there was always someone that we forgot. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, it's not a personal thing. It's just, you weren't at the forefront of their minds. <laughs> and the, why is that a bad thing? You all have different lives. You can still be happy that everybody's getting married. <laughs> yeah. I, um, 
We'll see. My wedding is going to end up being 100 people by the time we're done. But it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) She's aiming for like 25. Yeah. (laughs) But I've already, I forgot to invite one of my grandfathers. Like, (laughs) it's a problem. So I sincerely, anyone that's planning a wedding, I feel for you. And on that note, um, this has been a fun week outing all of my dirty little secrets. Uh, (laughs) Finley got real personal on this one. Yep, so hmm, I'll let you guys know what happens next week when everyone hears this one. Um, (laughs) We are still looking to be rated. We are still looking for Shelby's soulmate. We are still looking for assistance. And for that reason, you really need to send in your CVs. Get your friends to send in your CVs. Let's help Shelby out. She lives in Oregon. She's willing to travel out of state. (laughs) You've got to be willing to move to Oregon because I'm about to be licensed in the state of Oregon and I'm not paying all that money to get a license to do something and then move from the state. Details. <laughs> um, you can start a commune. It's fine. That's what people do in Oregon. <laughs> okay. Back to the ending. The Great Emu or the Musical. Help a sister out. <laughs> it's the Great Emu or the Musical. There you go. There's our refrain. We've been working on it. Um, (laughs) We have not. (laughs) Shut up, Shelby! (laughs) But yeah. Leave us uh, a comment on our social media pages, Bravo to Broadway, or email us, or um, rate us on Apple Podcasts, preferably all of the above, but, you know, I can only expect you guys to do one thing, apparently, um, and that is listen. Um, <laughs> I need you to take some action, people. We are trying to get bigger and make some money, so help us out. Go rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Get us to the top. Let it happen. I think it would be really funny because we aren't famous at all, so if we could get to the top of Apple Podcasts, I think that it would really say something. I don't think we're going to get to the top of Apple Podcast. We have six listeners. I'll be cutting that part out. (laughs) (laughs) That makes us sound really bad. (laughs) If you don't want to be called out by name again, (laughs) take some action. (laughs) Get your friends to listen. Get your friends to rate us. Anywho, Shelby's got to go to work and I need a nap. Um, now that I have talked about my father for 30 minutes. All right. (laughs) This has been Bravo to Broadway. Find all of our socials. I'm actually updating the Twitter now. Ooh. And we've been checking the email. I didn't update the socials last week. Did you still not post? Forgot about it until right at this moment. Oh my god. I'll do it now. No wonder no one's listened to our most recent episode. (laughs) Shelby hasn't told people it's out. I'll go do it today. (laughs) Alright, y'all. We will catch you... Well, for us, it'll be in a week and a half, but for y'all, it'll be next week. For y'all, it'll be your next week. Okay. I can't speak anymore. This has been fun. Bye!